uh, a life and legacy, I should say, of uh, Kushungo, uh, Robert uh, Gabriel Mugabe. And uh, just, uh, I guess, to remind you, certainly somebody who, uh, for the last 18 months or so, has been out of the public conversation, uh, least of all since uh, that coup. I mean, I remember the last uh, press conference he had and... Um, saying he thanks everybody used almost every and every language saying uh, Asante sana. Uh, uh, how do you say it in Shona? Um, uh, I'm sure you didn't say that but uh, you get what I, you get my drift you get what I'm trying to say let's take a listen uh, to uh, Robert Mugabe here speaking uh, to the BBC all the way out in 1997 and uh, we'll uh, continue on the other side of that and uh, catch up uh, with uh, a Zimbabwe-based uh, academic and uh, political analyst uh, Ibo Mandaza who's going to be joining us shortly yeah interesting uh, President Robert Mugabe they're speaking about uh, some of the despots that uh, continue to dot the African landscape all the way out in 1997 and many of you I guess uh, would be alive uh, as many people would suggest to the irony uh, of that I'm joined now on the line uh, to speak about uh, the uh, legacy of uh, uh, President Robert Gabriel Mugabe uh, whose body uh, landed in Harare today from uh, Singapore and uh, as the uh, first leader here at the independence of uh, uh, Zimbabwe in 1980. And uh, he was in power all the way through, right up until uh, a uh, military coup in uh, 2017. And uh, to reflect on his life and legacy, Professor Ibo Mandaza, uh, academic and political analyst uh, based out in Harare, joins me now on the line. Professor Mandaza, good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Professor Mandaza, I want us maybe to start, and uh, if you could just paint a picture for us of the mood in Zimbabwe. We saw some visuals this afternoon of uh, many people, I guess, lining the streets there uh, to uh, give a, uh, uh, what do they call it again? You know, a role of uh, a guard of honor, I should say, uh, for the uh, uh, body of uh, the late president, their former, uh, former president, uh, Robert Mugabe. Uh, what is the mood in uh, Zimbabwe, and in particular in Harare, uh, on this evening here, uh, in anticipation for some of the ceremonies that are going to be happening tomorrow? Before we get into that, did you say I was uh, in government since the coup of 2017? No, no, no. I didn't say you were in government since 1980. I said uh, President oh. Mugabe had been uh, in government since 1980. Oh, yes, I, 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 was, I, I, was, I was. 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 I Mugabe has been out of office for almost two years, and in many respects, uh, people had forgotten about him. The mood, the reception of the airport was not as vibrant as it might be. Mm. Understandably, understandably uh, because I think uh, two reasons. One is that Mugabe's departure it was, was little glee in uh, Dimeni in 2017 and took some weeks or months before people realized, no, there's no real change. These are the same guys in charge. Hmm. It's, it's the anti-climate in many ways and uh, Mugabe was almost forgotten by the time he died. Because uh, the reason that it's it, it a frantic uh, attempt by those in power to try and make an issue of it. It, it, it rings hollow. It, it, mm. 
very hypocritical. Very hypocritical. Well, I think people are cynical about it all, yeah, generally. Very cynical. The people who are the Mugabe, they want to paint the picture that they know the Mugabe resigned. He wasn't good. Uh, he's the founding father. He's just so hollow. Mm. And it must, it must, yeah. Professor Mandaza, uh, I mean, uh, the, you know, the, this kind of cynicism that you speak about uh, must certainly be a hollowing experience for many uh, in your generation who, uh, I guess, uh, would have fought alongside many of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, patriots who uh, fought in uh, Zipra uh, uh, and uh, in, of course, uh, Zanla, uh, who uh, would have known Robert Mugabe as a freedom fighter and would have had a, a different picture of him to see uh, the nation really, I guess, um, uh, mourning him or not, uh, and very having uh, this kind of cynical indifference that you speak about, uh, must be uh, certainly a hollowing experience for a, for a, a certain generation in the nation of Zimbabwe. Yes, it's very difficult for people like myself. I lived in eight in Mugabe. One of his young boys was a bit into independence. Uh, we 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 established the Zimbabwe eight in nineteen eighty. We we achieved a lot in the 80s. We uh, worked as a team, uh, a combination of old nationalists, including Mugabe himself, Gumbo, Tekele, Nkala, Nkala, and Pomo, and so on and so forth. And we we did well, except for the exceptions of the, the time, uh, which, was a, which was a throwback to intra international uh, struggle, which, which, which event we'll never forget. I mean, it's our only experience of some of us. But generally, yes, in little space, uh, of course, as you saw for my obituary of Mugabe, in little space, the military had taken over right now, uh, and, and that the history of ZANU and Zanla in particular is the dominance of militarism over politics. And we are, we are paying the price for this, this day. And somehow Mugabe was uh, an inadvertent uh, participant in this. Maybe we could become a villain. But at the same time, he was a host. It's from 2008 onwards. We have to make a careful analysis of his role in this uh, history. As you and I know, as um, uh, modern analysts, uh, each is made by, by, by individuals. Each is made by... Uh, by the people. Each is made by the people, you mm. know. It's dangerous to get into neoliberal systems of yeah. individuals and figure them So, one has to be very careful how we... Professor Mandaza... Professor Mandaza, I want us to take a pause there for a second and also while we try and uh, re-establish our connection with you on a much better line. And uh, when we come back, uh, I want us maybe to, to take a look at the different stages uh, in uh, the uh, legacy and uh, the history of uh, Robert Mugabe. Not only Robert Mugabe as an individual, but uh, Robert Mugabe alongside uh, an analysis of the generation that uh, he formed part of. Uh, which, uh, of course, was a generation, not only uh, a generation in exile, in prison, uh, in the military camps, uh, in the bushes, uh, but also a generation that uh, was in government for, for different stages uh, in uh, the uh, development of uh, Zimbabwe. And uh, we're going to continue with you on the other side of this brief break.
17 minutes it is uh, before the uh, top of the hour. I'm in conversation with uh, academic and political analyst uh, Professor Ibo Mandaza uh, joining us uh, from uh, Harare in Zimbabwe. I'd love to hear your perspectives uh, as we reflect on the life and legacy of uh, Robert Gabriel Mugabe. Give us a ring on 089-110-3377. 089-110-3377. Does uh, his passing ring as hollow and uh, uh, are you as cynical as uh, Professor Mandaza has suggested many Zimbabweans are? Uh, on the passing of uh, uh, the uh, first, uh, uh, I should say, first black prime minister who then became a president uh, of uh, Zimbabwe, uh, a nation that became independent in 1980. Uh, Professor Mandaza, I guess, uh, as I said before we went to the break, a lot of people uh, on the passing of Robert Mugabe would reflect on uh, the many stages of uh, the man's life. Uh, Somebody who, uh, I guess, had grown up in Kutama, uh, around uh, a lot of religion in a very uh, Catholic environment, gone to the University of Forte, went to Ghana to go and teach. And uh, I'm quite interested in the period of his return and uh, the, his joining of a nationalist uh, politics in Zimbabwe. And uh, I guess uh, the experiences of many of uh, the people who fought alongside him there. Uh, what, uh, what was the picture of the man? And uh, of course, uh, if you can locate him in that uh, context uh, of that generation. Yes, I, I think we tend to forget uh, that Mugabe was a late entrant into nationalist politics. Mm. But having, having, having done so, Mugabe spent 10 years in incarceration. 10 years of detention, along with six others, Tekere, Inkala, Malianga, Nyagumbo, uh, Edison Zobo, uh, and so on. Uh, Ten years, uh, Mandela, 27 years, which was uh, in, in enormously long. So was Nyagumba, Nyagumba, 27 years. Mm. We forget that these guys suffered uh, decades of incarceration, and it will affect the their personality, but also their their health. Mm. You know, uh, the story is told of what Mugabe went through while in detention. So the issue of sacrifice for the struggle, resilience, uh, resolve, uh, defiance, uh, anti-colonial, anti-imperial thing. These 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 are things we often forgot. Forget about our old nationals. Mm, mm. They gave more than they gave more than we have we have given ourselves. Even if, if some of us went through a lesser kind of um, uh, sacrifice than that, and that we didn't go through ten years of detention, even though in detention, but these people gave it all, and I think we need to honor that and give credit for it. Yeah, and I think I think yeah. when we do, and and I I I find myself the same position that I almost forgot to mention that these people went through hell. Mm. They gave all, you know, they gave all. But of course, the way historically prescribed or prescribed, their their lot was to bring independence. I think they didn't have the capacity to take action in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's quite All jarring. It's quite yeah. jarring, Professor Mandaza, when you talk about some of uh, Robert Mugabe's contemporaries in prison, uh, and uh, you think about his own life and uh, how 
that life ended uh, in uh, all manner, I guess, of uh, scandal and uh, other issues. And uh, much similar to uh, someone like you mentioned, uh, Morris Nyagumbo, uh, who also, uh, after, I guess, that Willowgate scandal, uh, ended up uh, dying in a very a scandalous uh, environment. They're committing suicide. Uh, it speaks about, uh, you know, people of a generation that made an immeasurable sacrifice, but who, I guess, uh, after the post-independence period, uh, as you rightfully say, potentially should have passed on the baton. Well, what is your view on that? Yes, it's a pity. I mean, uh, uh, it's uh, regrettable that Mugabe now is been as a villain. Which which uh, which he is viewed uh, largely as a villain by most Zimbabweans. The kind of reception of his body arrival at the airport partly explains that. But hello, but yeah. if Mugabe yeah. if Mugabe had, had had retired or resigned like like Mandela did, like Kaunda did, like Nero did, I think the the his send off will be much more tremendous, you know. I remember when we buried uh, Joshua and Como. It was enormous, it was massive, you know. I don't think Gabriel gets the same, mm. you know. Um and it's only us who are much older than uh, the majority of Zimbabweans who are below thirty who remember the good days. We had the days, but the days of, of hope uh, during which we shared those hopes and aspirations mm. with Gabi. But it's very difficult uh, to convince our children, little alone our grandchildren, that Mugabe was some kind of a, a hero. It's difficult to paint that picture. Yeah. And yet he was a hero. He was a hero. Professor Mandaza, I want us to talk about, you know, the period you mentioned earlier on where you said considerable progress had been made, the 1980s, uh, and uh, I guess uh, what, in effect, in your context, arrested some of that progress. Uh, Some of that we know was internal, but uh, a lot of that was also, uh, you know, uh, a certain kind of um, sort of global political economy and uh, the rise of a certain kind of uh, ideas that, uh, in essence, led to the undoing of uh, uh, the uh, economic project that uh, ZANU had to that point undertaken? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, uh, 1980s, we came in uh, through the, through, uh, during the ceasefire from Mozambique, from Zambia. We we were working 18, 20 hours a day in the, in, uh, in the early months of 1980. We, we infiltrated the Rhodesian state and overtook the Rhodesian state. We established the most commendable health and education system in Zimbabwe. Uh, we created a, a, a human resource base, which is second to none. Uh, and today, regrettably, 70% of Zimbabwean professionals are skilled outside the country. And your country, South Africa, is the main beneficiary mm. of that. Uh, uh, and perhaps that's our contribution to the region. Uh, it was fantastic. It was out of this world. Uh, but Mugabe had a team, a team which he did not create himself, a team which he found to be part of it. Uh, it was a combination of old nationalists like himself, Tekere, Nyagumbo, Inkala, Zenda, and so on, working uh, along with young technicals like myself, Chris Usho, Kunze, Tim Zondo, and others. We, we did a, a 
fantastic combination. Confident, strong nationalists, and young technocrats. We drove, we drove the program. Mm. We're proud to have been part of that program. Yeah, yeah. Professor Mandaza, uh, sorry, Professor Mandaza, I want us to just pause this slightly. We need to take a quick spot break, but when we come back, I want you to continue on that vein. And uh, maybe also, uh, I guess, uh, we can talk about some of what has happened in the 1990s as well and uh, uh, some of the crisis uh, that we saw in the 2000s as well and the role that uh, uh, President uh, Robert Gabriel Mugabe played in that. Seven minutes it is, and uh, under the microscope on this Wednesday, we take a look at the life and legacy of uh, uh, Robert Gabriel Mugabe, whose uh, uh, mortal remains uh, landed in Zimbabwe today, and uh, uh, there will be a wide series of events uh, to commemorate and reflect on his life uh, before he is laid to rest uh, in uh, his rural village of, uh, uh, or at Heroes Acre, I should say. Let me not say he's going to be buried in Kutama. He's going to be buried at uh, Heroes Acre uh, alongside many of uh, the comrades that he fought alongside. And I'm joined by somebody uh, who had uh, worked alongside uh, uh, President Robert Mugabe post-independence, and that is uh, Professor Ibo Mandaza, an academic and a political analyst. And uh, Professor Mandaza, you were speaking before we went to the break about uh, the remarkable progress achieved on, edu- on the educational and the healthcare front uh, in the 1980s. And I'm quite interested in what uh, then transpired in the 1990s uh, that uh, I guess you know put into place the chain of events that led us uh, to uh, the crisis decade, which I would say from the 2000s right through uh, to around 2008 or so, uh, continue to characterize uh, the narrative around Zimbabwe. Yes, I think the major lesson to be learned, uh, not only for Zimbabwe, and we have learned harshly, but even for South Africa, is the problem of continuity. The continuity of the economy, a settler colonial economy, the South Africa apartheid economy, no, no drastic intervention in the process of continuity, in the process which established the white settler economies, and 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 so as the passage of time, that burden caught up with us, and badly so. We were afraid to challenge white economic power. Mm. We were afraid to take the risk. Take, for example, the land question. We delayed dealing with land for 20 years. And when we did, it was for different reasons. Less to do with that which we reported to be the center of our struggle. If also because we became part and parcel of white privilege as Africans. Hmm. That's a, that's a massive, massive lesson to learn. And, I, and I, when I look at South Africa, I believe that your, your, your problems are, are going to be compounded far beyond Zimbabwe. Hmm. And, and when you see what's happening in South Africa, xenophobia, the lack of uh, clarity on a, a foreign policy, that that is both regional and continental and pan-Africanist, you have a, a serious problem. Uh, the emergence of a comparative class, a comparative class as opposed to a national bourgeoisie, a narrow social base in terms of the African uh, renaissance, so-called, which has become more a slogan than reality, it's depressing 
It's depressing. Very depressing. When you say, Professor Mandaza, that you anticipate that some of these uh, experiences of Zimbabwe are said to be more pronounced and more compounded uh, in South Africa, and uh, uh, much of that, uh, I, I guess you would argue, stems from uh, this uh, reverence that you say or fear we have of white economic power. Uh, in your view, do, do you think that some of the redistributive policy in Zimbabwe should have come much earlier during the, the better times when uh, even agricultural commodity prices, say in the 1980s, were more favorable for Zimbabwe, where you had a bit more uh, to uh, a bit more room to maneuver and play around with, even by way of goodwill and uh, good uh, sentiment on the part of uh, many countries in the global north uh, to whom you exported many of your products? It was fatal, a fatal uh, oversight, fatal oversight, uh, paying the price. We should have moved faster. We should have moved faster in establishing a system of redistribution, not only the, in the, in the, on the area of, uh, of uh, land, but the economy as a whole. Mm. We, we were asking South Africa, we, the emergence of a black uh, national bourgeoisie was preempted by, by land, the Land Apportionment Act in 1930, as it was by apartheid in 1948. And so we come to independence with uh, merely a petty bourgeois class, uh, which has no uh, means, no, 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 no uh, possession of the means of production. We we become merely agents, a residue of international capital. Mm. And we were repository. What Rhodes spoke about in 1858 that Africa, uh, Southern Africa, is just a resource base for or raw materials to feed the factories in England, and so on and so forth. We have remained that to this day. Mm. And we are paying the price. And this is the interventionist policy, a bold leadership, brave enough. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm so uh, perplexed by your debate on, 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 on uh, state capture. Mm. You're worried more about the bunch of Indians, uh, the Guptas, than you are about, about the... the <laughs> The, the hegemony of white capital, mm. which has been so for the last uh, 300 years in South Africa. Your Rupert and your Anglo-American and the Oppenheimers. These are more real than the Guptas, a bunch of Indians who came in and, 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 and became more, uh, more, more uh, uh, disguised for the real problem that we have in South Africa. But that, that's, 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 that's a, a serious matter. Mm. In Zimbabwe... We're even more vulnerable than that. Yeah, we are. We are. We are abjectly weak. And and at at this rate, with the the coup of 2017, mm. uh, from a historical point of view, from a intellectual uh, point of view, it marks the end of this um, yeah. Mugabe, Mnangagwa, Shwenga regime. Okay. And uh, hopefully in the next two, three years, we'll be over this this, yeah. this nonsense. Mm. It's dying as we watch it. Okay. And I think we, we if, if to use the, the almost uh, apocalyptic or biblical thing, we are, we are at the mountain top looking down into the valley. Mm. And, and for yourselves, I think you're still halfway up the mountain. Mm. And, and for the same reasons, I'm sorry, okay. same reasons. Our failure as Africans to confront history as we should, mm. our failure, our lack of courage 
to do what we have to do, what we have done. Uh, we know what should be done, but we are unable to do it because we class interests have, uh, have, yeah. have permitted our thinking. Uh, the rest is history. Professor Mandaza. So for me, for me, uh, there's no, not, no worry in my lifetime, sadly. Yeah. I've been in this thing since I was the age of 16. It's so, it's so depressing. Professor Ibo Mandaza, we'll have to leave it there. I really, really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us. And uh, I can hear in your voice already how, uh, I guess, uh, depressing this might be, having dedicated much of your own life uh, to the uh, liberation of Zimbabwe alongside the likes of uh, uh, Robert Gabriel Mugabe, Morris Nyagumbo, and many others, Edgar Tekere, and uh, many others who have led there. And uh, we really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us this evening here on Metro FM Talk. Thank you. That there was uh, Professor Ibo Mandaza, uh, academic and a uh, uh, political analyst in Zimbabwe, and uh, certainly a gutting time for the people of Zimbabwe. And according to Professor Ibo Mandaza, many of them, uh, I guess, uh, rather indifferent. Uh, to uh, the return of the mortal remains of uh, Robert Mugabe. And uh, I, I guess it's uh, probably uh, more a reflection of how he ended his life and struggle than uh, maybe the heroic pursuits of uh, how he started uh, that struggle. A lesson certainly for many of our own political leadership and elites here in South Africa. Have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Ibanga.